Hey everyone, grab a drink, grab a shot, grab a seat, grab your loved ones, grab something. We're gonna talk about traveling. I'm Austin Greathouse, and this is Super Tramps. You can swim in this keg with lots of people. Yeah, this could be a Roman <laughs> bath, quite literally. <laughs> Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Super Tramps. Last week, we talked all about cruises and what cruise might be right for you. Of course, there's always more that I can't fit into these short episodes, so make sure you check out my website at supertramppodcast.wordpress.com. There you can find each week's episodes and up-to-date blogs with information that just didn't make the cut. This week is a sad but great episode, and you may be thinking, why has it got to be sad? Well, this is the final episode for Season 1 of Super Tramps, and I guess what better way to end the season than to just make this episode all about Germany. And that's why it's going to be great because I know I may have teased this episode a few weeks ago, but Stacy is back again to help us learn a little bit more about the coolest places to go and see on your visit. We're going to break it all down, so let's get started. I want to focus on Germany this week, and I know we touched a little bit on it a few weeks ago when you were with us, but I really just kind of want to dial it down for the people that are really interested in the country, and I think we've got a little bit of experience between the two of us to talk about it, so I guess let's get started. Obviously, Germany's got a lot of rich history and all kinds of manners and respects, and their country is just, there's, there's no corner of the country that you can go to that doesn't have something going for it historically and it's it's rather significant all over the place so that said what kind of regions of the country do you think really offer the most bang for your buck or the most for you to take away from well i i can't actually say a particular region because what i would tell you is choose a region spend some time there take a week take two weeks spend that one region and go visit as much as you can within that area so with that being said, one of my favorite regions is around um, Stuttgart, which is a southern region, and I visited Tübingen, and um, which is a university town, uh, and around Würzburg. So Bavaria is beautiful, and if you if you where's Bavaria? Bavaria is, is southern um, Germany. Okay. So and that is where Munich is. Munich like is actually Munich, mm-hmm. Stuttgart. That's actually the um, is the Stuttgart capital. part of Bavaria too? Oh, I didn't think it was. I'm not sure. But I, know, I, I know Munich verify. was, but, but um, <laughs> that's all right. That's yeah. That that's a really good answer. I, I have to agree with you on that. There's just there's so much you can do, and, and from every region of the country, you've got access to other things from you know Hamburg and Berlin and all these beautiful crazy places up in northeastern and western Germany and then, which I was an exchange student there so I'm very familiar with that region as well. What in what region were you in? I was in Bielefeld which is right around Hamburg. Okay. Um what so was that experience like for you? That well of course it was my first time being there. I was 17 years old so to me everything was just amazing. Yeah. Um and and the people were very friendly friendly but strict all at the same time <laughs> which is now i'm a teacher and that's how i choose to be friendly but strict so about when was the first time you were over there what i was there in 1987 so okay I so fit... the, the wall was still up that, that yes. all that was still a very ever-present thing as a, as a matter of fact i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you my my teacher my german teacher when i was in high school she escaped from um east berlin so she talked about how they, you know, in the middle of the night, they were crossing the river. They swam across the river to escape um, that portion. So on the day that we went to visit 
the Berlin Wall, and I'm saying I'm using quotation marks. You can't see me. <laughs> um, it was actually the Berlin Fence. But we stood there, and here we are, high school students, thinking we're just as big as as big as we can be, as you know, high school students can be, and we're looking at the box across the field in East Berlin, where the the guys were there with their machine guns, and they were looking at us through binoculars, and we're giving them the finger, and we're like, ha ha ha, we're free, you're not, <laughs> you know. And then what was it? Two years later, the wall comes down. Yep. But um, but my teacher, she was still. However many years later, she wouldn't even go with us there because she was so fearful that they might they might recognize her and bring her back. And she yeah. went as a child, and I would say she was probably in her 60s when she took us back over there. So it was a real experience for her. I, I, it, it was a tough experience. I've talked with some other people from Berlin, and I know how just how crazy that time period was, not just for East Berliners, but for West Berliners, where you've got, you know, right when it happened, all that, that calamity of, wait, we're giving them money to... to, to why are we doing that? And it, in reality, it was a huge boom to the economy. It was great for Germany in general, but it was a, a very controversial topic all around. And uh, people wanted to help, but at the same time, it's like, where do we draw the line? So, um, Well, they didn't just escape East Berlin, but they escaped Germany all in all. And that's when she came to the States, um, was at that time. So, yeah. But still yet, you know, to think, even back then, they didn't have the computers. They didn't have that automatic facial recognition. Yeah. But she was still fearful that maybe that sixty or that eighteen or twenty year old guard on duty might recognize her face. Yeah, that is how terrified she still was. And I'm imagining if she was still alive today, she might still be terrified, even though I, I mean, no it's something I don't feel like you live down. And mm -hmm. you can find remnants of that kind of lifestyle mm -hmm. all over Europe uh, and the Czech Republic and Prague. There's all kinds of memorials dedicated just to kind of breaking free of those 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 shackles, so to say. But none of us, all of us are kind of like, what? Why? come on, Mrs. Sellers, Frau Sellers, why? just come with us. Nope, I, I know. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. Sometimes you just have to respect that at right, a certain absolutely. level and just let them let them do that. And But uh, I guess that's, that's a good way to digress, I guess, from, from that side of things. Um, what's... Would your favorite locations throughout all of? If you oh could pick goodness. anywhere in Germany, maybe one or two places in a, a, a memory from one of them, what, what do you um, think that would be? I would have to say, it, and I, um, the Blue Pot, the Blautop. The Blautop. The Blautop. Where's this? Where's Blautop? This is in Württemberg. And where is, is Württemberg? That's outside of Stuttgart. Okay. Um, it is an old uh, monastery. I think it's a monastery. And the water, it's coming out, it's like a natural spring coming out of a cave. And the water, it's just like this like little lake. But it is, it's it's like a different universe. It's this beautiful color of blue that like you've never seen before. I think I described it on their last um, time as well. But if there was anything in all my visits to Germany that has really stuck with me, it was that day that we, we drove through Württemberg and, and we stopped at this monastery and, and looked at that. And that's not one of those things that's on the big touristy. Yeah, no, you, you've that's you've a really local gotta, kind of thing. And you, you got to talk with the locals. Yes. Right? Yes. And then and then in that same area were, were castles and old, 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 old churches and you know, and I think I spoke to this as well. When you walk into a church that has not been changed, they've done nothing to change it, nothing to modernize it. And it was built in the 1500s, maybe the 1200s. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I remember <laughs> walking in there and going, 
how many millions of people have been in this church worshiping? Well, and as you said, there was like a dirt floors you were describing to this. Dirt man. floors, still candle lit, no electricity. Were there any like stone stones and doorways or anything like there that? There were stone doorways, and then the, and the the original chairs were still there. And when I say chairs, the chairs had really high high backs, but the 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 actual seat itself might have been a foot off the ground. So they, they were almost like thrones, so yeah, to Yeah, it's like a throne, but like everyone, that was the pew. It was a little chair for everyone to sit in. Now, so. I, when I was in Turkey, and you can walk through, and this is, it's still like this today. You can walk through the mosques and different things in Turkey, and these are so old, and the, the, the marble and the stone flooring from so many centuries of people just walking over these areas that literally there are indents in the floor from where people have walked over the same spot it was the church kind of in that kind of yes, realm it was absolutely yeah. absolutely and that's just that's a testament to the to the history of europe as a whole you can really find all of these crazy gems all over the place if you look and get in touch with the locals like like for, like you're saying so that said, what are you doing as a tourist if you're going to go to Germany? What's your suggestion? My suggestion is to not go on a tour trip. My suggestion is to find an Airbnb in a local, lo like a local situation, rent a vehicle, make sure that you understand the laws for driving there because they're very strict, rent a vehicle, and then just you can drive within a two-hour radius yeah, of your I stay. I want to cut you off real quick. Don't definitely don't speed. I know speed. everyone says there's mm -hmm. no speed limits. There are there speed are limits. There are definitely speed limits all over Germany. And there are cameras. Yes. And the cameras there don't just take a like here in the U.S. Your, your warning ticket could cost you a thousand euros. However, also you can't contest it because I know this because my I had a German boyfriend, and he was speeding along just a little little country back country road, and the picture. Was I was in the driver's seat, and he was in the dri and he was in the driver's. I mean, I'm sorry, I was in the passenger seat. He was in the driver's seat, and both of our pictures were clear as day. And he got a ticket, so you can't even contest it. You can't say I wasn't the one driving or anything. It's your ticket because they've got your face, the whole nine yards. So don't speed. Follow the traffic laws, and then you'll really enjoy your time. Um, so again. Plan out your day. Get up early in the morning. Walk to the local bakery. Buy yourself some fresh bread and 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 butter, and get yourself a nice, good cup of coffee because they have some delicious coffee. Yeah. Uh, and and sit down and enjoy yourself, and then hit the road and go visit castles because in every town the, there's at least one all over the place. At least one castle. So I want to I want to stop you there. Um, if you're a student, you 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 were a student over there. What universities? What was your favorite places? What universities would you suggest for students? I loved Tübingen. Where is Tübingen? Tübingen is outside of Stuttgart. Okay. Tübingen is its own city, um, and, and it's outside of Stuttgart, and that's close to Württemberg. That's yeah. close to the Blue Top. I, mean, I imagine if you've taken a German class anywhere, even in the States, you've probably read about Tübingen. I it, did not. But I'm talking about t today. Maybe because um, it, it is a very it's it's a very outstanding university, and there's I, a I lot didn't know to this, it. and I'll be honest with you, I just happened to have a boyfriend that was German that went to school there, and I met him when he was an exchange student. Just pure happenstance, here. it really worked out. Yeah, it was yes, but I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It was beautiful, old structure, but the town itself is just your your perfect little German town with your little German shops and. It was very student-oriented and everything. You could walk to everything. I went to Indiana University and the two campuses. That's a, that's a little bit of a distance. It is, but the two campuses are very similar. 
So, because same thing, I'm not trying to make a plug for Indiana University. If you've University. ever been to Indiana University, it's very, the, the architecture Very is, gothic and, yeah. and very old, old like German, mm-hmm. basically. Um, anyway, sorry. I just, I, I loved the Tübingen area. I loved Stuttgart. We were close to, close to Heidelberg. Heidelberg's within Heidelberg a couple of, is, couple of hours drive. Heidelberg's is one of my favorite cities. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it, it was definitely, it's one of my favorites to visit. And if you've never been, it's a great first city to go to in Germany, I think, to get. But be prepared to walk up a very steep hill. Yes, a so very steep Very hill. steep hill. Um, so but I, be prepared to see some beautiful, huge wine caskets like you've never yes, seen before in your life. Yes, the world's largest keg is in Heidelberg. Yes, it I is. believe it is 220,000 liters. I don't, I have pictures of it. I could I could probably whip those out for you any minute. Yeah, the, it it's it is that's speaking of gargantuan. That, that is that a was, big keg. You can stand on top of this keg with several other people. <laughs> you could swim in this keg with lots of people. Yeah. This could be a Roman <laughs> bath quite literally. <laughs> but uh I guess if there's one place you could go back to and uh, what what would it be and why? I would probably I would probably go to Urso's Kebab House. Where the heck is Urso's Kebab House? It's in Otterbach, right outside of oh, Kaiserslautern. I've been there. Yeah, get, get me <laughs> a Wiener Kebab. I've actually been there, and they were quite delicious. Yeah, it's not always the sights that amaze me. I love the food, too. <laughs> um, I think being young and impressive, Munich was probably my favorite place because it it, it, it was and a big da- city. And Dachau is just a quick drive away. Not even, it's probably 10 minutes from Munich. But Munich is a big city, mm-hmm. but it's also rich in history so yeah. it's kind of like you kind of had the swankiness of say and new it kinda, york city it kind of embodies but, the very beginning of the holocaust as well because it's it's uh, really the city where hitler first started housing political prisoners and that kind of led to the holocaust and itself. then as you drive out the perimeter of the city you can go to places i think i think ludwig's ludwigsville or ludwig's castle or mm-hmm. i just remember seeing these big hills and them explaining to us that the hills were actually created from rubble and people that died during during the war. The war, and, and at that moment, seventeen years old, I'm looking around, going, "These hills! I'm standing on people's graves. You know, I'm standing on rubble from this massive war, world world war." Yeah, that's got to be and surreal. And it was it was very surreal. And then and then in the midst of it, there's this beautiful lake, and there's swans out in the lake, and it's like. All this beauty on top of all of this ugliness. Yeah. So even even at seventeen years old, I I really had um, an understanding for that. So it it, it, it how it's, many it's years ago of, was that? That was thirty rough. years ago. But thirty years. It had that big of an impression on me. Had that big of an impact on me, and that's what I would say is if you go, no matter where you go, try not to do the touristy thing to the to a point. Get out and really feel where you are. Ask people, and I've said this before, yeah. ask people, where where can I go? Yeah. Stay and in an Airbnb or a hostel and meet, talk with your fellow hostel meet, mates. Especially and, if you're a student. You can yeah. stay in the, in the student hostels. I never did that, but that's something that I know of, I know of lots of people who have done. Um, yeah. And don't be afraid to say hello to people and... And try your German, and they love to speak English with you. So yep. they love to. They'll say to you, "I want to practice English." So, so even if your German's bad, make just practice it. They really appreciate they the effort. They do appreciate the effort. Um, but that's that's all the time that I think we're gonna have this week. It really, it's. Um, thank you so much for coming back and talking You're with welcome. us again. 
And I'm sure everyone's going to love hearing from you. I hope everyone just goes ahead and gets out there and just do it. Just plan a trip because don't be busy making a living. You ought to be buying your plane ticket right now. That's right. Yes. All right. right. And on that note, I want to wish you farewell and thanks again. Maybe we'll have you back in a few more weeks. Awesome. I look forward to it. Once again, I just want to thank Stacy for being with us today. Honestly, I love her. I know you all do. And it's always a pleasure getting to sit down and talk with her for a bit. I hope everyone was able to take something away from this week's podcast, but if Germans scare you or Europe just isn't your cup of tea, check out one of our other episodes. The songs I'm All Die Welt by Krohn, Wir sind eine Familia by Oschus Dritten were all used in accordance with the Educational Fair Use Copyright Act of 1976. I do not own the rights to these songs. Don't steal music. That's not cool. As always, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. You can always find more information on our website, supertrampodcast.wordpress.com, and... If you've got any interesting traveling stories or experiences you want to share, get in contact with us on there. Maybe we'll have you on the show. That'd be pretty cool, right? Once again, I'm Austin Greathouse, and this has been a phenomenal season one to Super Trip. Yeah.